0: Hi, Swapistas. This is Marisol. I hope you all are doing okay during these crazy times. I'm recording this in my closet because at Swap we are all working from home right now. We also had to cancel or postpone a lot of the events we had been planning, but we haven't stopped fighting for justice. In fact, we are working right now with women of color and young people who are being shut out of the COVID-19 stimulus and what's left of the safety net we are going to jumpstart a feminist economy. We've been building with our friends and families to make masks with messages for communities hit hardest by the pandemic, including native, undocumented, refugee, transgender, and incarcerated loved ones. If you'd like to support and join our effort, please visit swap.net. We also wanna hear from you, familia. How are you doing? How are you surviving right now? What do you want to tell other Swapistas? Hit us up on our social media to share a message with the Swap familia and with our community. And today on the podcast, we've got Rodrigo Rodriguez. He's a community organizer at Swap and he focuses on food justice and also youth justice and work to shut down youth detention centers. Also, we have Travis McKenzie. He is a community organizer, a core Swap member, and a much loved middle school teacher here in Albuquerque. Take it away, boys.
1: Saludos. My name is Rodrigo Rodriguez. I'm a community organizer at the Southwest Organizing Project. I'm a Pisces, and I love long walks on the beach and pina coladas. And I want to shout out my daughter, Juanita Maiz. And I'm joined
2: today. What's up? I'm Travis McKenzie, also a community organizer with the Southwest Organizing Project. I'm currently a middle school teacher at Van Buren Middle School, teaching sixth grade social studies and the Garden Elective. I'm also part of the National Youth Food Justice Network called Rooted in Community. And yeah, just an honor to be here. We've been doing food justice for over a decade here and just ready to get into it with all y'all in this awesome podcast. go Falcons. Let's go. SWAP's 40th anniversary podcast is brought to you in part by the Praxis Project. The Praxis Project works nationally to help improve health justice and racial equity through creating spaces where we can all learn from each other. Praxis has worked with SWAP to share learnings and provide encouragement to other base building groups from across the U.S. in this struggle for racial equity and health justice. Congratulations, SWAP, on your 40 years of organizing and just all around raising hell. Coming up, we'll be sharing a story with you all about SWAP and Praxis. But for now, we just want to shout out SWAP on their 40th. Congratulations. All right. Well, here we go, Rodrigo. It's great to sit down with you, be here with you today. First question is we're just wondering, how did you find out about SWAP or how did SWAP find you?
1: Yeah, let's see.
2: So when I was
1: a teenager, I was in a lot of trouble all the time, like many teenagers in Albuquerque are. And my probation officer at the time was in a class at New Mexico Highlands with our youth organizer, Monica Cordova, And he was like, hey, you should go check those guys out. I had a little bit of background in community organizing when I lived in Denver at Escuela Tratelolco. And he said you would fit right in. Monica's a great organizer. um, And also you need to like stay out of trouble. So here's this organization that can maybe help you do that. Um, And I was also doing some work with the Recuerda Cesar Chavez coalition committee. So it just kind of all fell together. SWAP kind of helped me navigate those last few months of my probation, parole, um, helped me stay out of trouble, probably helped me stay out of jail.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What about you? You know, it was. Uh, I, I first came into SWAP in college. I had just become a part of the UNM service corps with El Centro de la Raza at UNM. I was like a mentor intern with El Centro. I remember hearing about SWAP, and so I went to check out down at the main office some Chicano night. It was like a platica with all the OG Chicano activists like Joaquin Lujan. Santiago Maestas, Richard Moore, like, they were all just up front. It was, like, standing room only. It was my first time, like, walking in, and I was like, oh, shit, this place is awesome. You could feel, like, the old-school vibe right away and the movimiento and all that, and so I was, that was, like... That and then the other first time was kind of when we went to the uh, Border Social Forum, I think in 2008. Yeah. That was the first time we met, for yep. sure. And then I linked with Rodrigo there. They had the whole Swap delegation, and I just remember playing saxophone and some <laughs> yeah. Colonia and Juarez, and this dude was jamming Bob Marley on his guitar, and it was just like, whoa, these guys are tight. And then I think, you know, we tried to link strategically with Swap after that, and me and Rodrigo became homies and started planting together and growing corn in his front yard by south law and just starting little mini community garden operations around town and eventually that led into us founding project feed the hood and stuff like that yep i remember that i remember banging on the trash
1: can that night while you were jamming on a sax (laughs) so mr mckenzie i think this is the this is the meat and potatoes of why we're all here (laughs) What's
2: the craziest swap story you're willing to share? Holy cow. Well, there's a bunch. I don't know if I should just say a couple <laughs> or like, there's definitely ones I'm not going to say because they're probably too let's, crazy. Let's keep it PG-13, sir. <laughs> we'll try to keep it PG-13, but kind of along the lines of the Border Social Forum, you know, that was an amazing experience. One, because the swap delegation was tight. That was the first time I met, like, I think Tomasito was there or, you know, just like all the old school swap homies. And the border social forum was intense because we ended up taking over the Puente Santa Fe. We were like between the United States and Mexico, like over a thousand deep. I I don't remember. It was probably a couple thousand people took over the bridge. We didn't have a permit. It wasn't like asking permission. Like we just took it over and was like, you know, we need to get our stuff together. We need to build unity. We need to stop, you know, oppressive colonialism from building walls in our minds and all over and, and it just felt good to like be up there i think somebody had a huge new mexico flag and just to feel nuevo mexico representing I think, that was first, michael Montoya. I think it was michael yeah and i just have images of us marching and the zia flag waving and you know i think it was like a pretty crazy moment for me because you know we've been in a lot of marchas we've been in a lot of protests but that one felt like real spiritual you know and we're still in that fight you know now it's 2020, but. You know, it was cool to take over and, and try to, you know, cling on to our ancestral unity in this land, Turtle Island, and take down our colonial borders that they're trying to put up on us. But, you know, there's a lot of other crazy swap memories, you know. But I, actually, another one I was thinking on the ride down here, we went to the North American Food Sovereignty Alliance in Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines. Never been to Des Moines. And it was awesome. It was epic didn't expect what we were going to do but they asked us to be the like what the latino america delegation of yeah. like south mesoamerica mesoamerica and there was a maestra there she was like an orisha she was from i think honduras or something mama Miriam. mama miriam uh, just blessed us and like together we like we had my flutes and some instruments i think in the dark we did like a Super cool dark. cool uh what was it called where we represented, we did like a little walk and procession with the music and represent. A mystica. A mystica, yeah, the mystica. And so that was powerful because I felt her vibe and it was just an honor to be able to represent with somebody like her for Mesoamerica and holding it down. So that was another pretty intense moment. Mama
1: Medium is from uh, Ofrane Garifuna
2: from Honduras. They're the black indigenous folks. Fierce sister, Friday fierce mother. and water. Yeah, so that was a pretty highlight too. How about you, Rodrigo? What's one of your craziest memories with Swap? I have so many. There's two that stuck
1: out to me because they're the funniest (laughs) crazy stories. Uh, In 2010, we were going to Detroit for the U.S. Social Forum Part 2. And we had just started Feed the Hood, and me and Travis were volunteering 100% of our time. And so Swap was trying to keep us engaged and keep us active and keep us from talking too much shit about them. <laughs> so they couldn't really pay us, but they were like, well, we can send you to Detroit and we can take you guys here and we can, Shooting you know. Shoot all these
2: community the gardens.
1: us a little perks, cause we can't actually pay you, but we can send you on a cool trip to Detroit. So we were like, cool, we're gonna go to Detroit and we're gonna learn about food justice and all the dope work in Detroit. Got a little excited the night before. And um, so we get to f- swap at 5.30 a.m. and everyone's getting on the bus and everyone's like, well, where's Travis? I was like, I don't know. So everyone, we called him, and everyone's calling him, and we're calling his roommate, and we're calling his girlfriend, and no one's answering. And we, we waited as long as we could, and it just he he didn't make it. Travis just did not make the bus.
2: <laughs> he did not. No, that was a bad one. That was a bad I one. I think I woke up, and you guys were like four or five hours away, and we thought about racing to go catch up. But at that point, we were we, like, we definitely
1: uh, floated the idea of you guys chasing us down on the highway. I'll hang back, take care of the gardens. But just, yeah, we've done so much over the years, I think two years ago or three years ago now, when Donald Trump came to town organizing the Trump protest um, and then getting death threats at the office and getting just called after the city council president blamed us for a riot, Dan, Dan Lewis. That's probably the craziest swap story because of the way that it kind of affected everybody and trickled out and forced Swap to kind of take a step back from a lot of the activism work but that was my funniest Swap story and my craziest Swap story Nice Swap's 40th anniversary podcast is brought to you by the Praxis Project Praxis and Swap have a long history together and one memory that stands out to us is when we brought 80 members of the Praxis Network to Albuquerque for a learning circle that was focused on fundraising and using art and culture as an organizing anchor our national partners, many of whom do not have 40 years of history yet, came to SWAP and could see a future vision of themselves. Spaces and relationships with other groups of color, all working towards racial equity and health justice, continues to inspire others. Praxis deeply appreciates the partnership, collaboration, and camaraderie with SWAP. So congratulations on your 40th anniversary, and thank you all for inspiring hope in our communities. We can't wait to see you at 50.
2: Well, we're about to go into a segment that's called All Fast. All Fast. It's All Fast. We're going to go ask each other a question, and we've got about five seconds to answer. So I guess I'll go first. What's your first memory of SWAP? My first memory of SWAP is walking in to 211 10th Street Southwest and being blown away by Joaquin Lujan and Santiago Maestas and Richard Moore talking about the Roosevelt Park riots and, like the real stories behind the Chicano movement, you know, thinking about the 60s and 70s. And um, yeah, so that was my first memory that I have of the Southwest Organizing Project. How about you, Rodrigo?
1: Let's see, my mom worked at Chicano Studies. So I knew about SWAP. I knew about 500 years of Chicano history. But my first like personal memory of SWAP was 2006. The Sensenbrenner bill, which was an immigration bill, um, spurred a bunch of Protests and and actions all around the country, and SWAP, along with some of our local partners, helped to organize some mass mobilizations against that bill. Nice. Okay, Trav. (laughs) All right, here we go. Here we go. Okay. All fast. Describe SWAP's style. All fast.
2: All fast. SWAP style seems to be pretty grassroots. I think we're kind of Zapatista-esque, that we are all out here in different forms, different capacities, all tearing it up. Uh, all united with our values and shared vision. Um, I think Swap Style, too, is uh, honoring our history and our legacy. And I think, you know, holding on to the OGs like Joaquin and Lorenzo and Antonio and all these old mentors, and, you know, I think that's real important. So Swap Style seems to be pretty intergenerational, like the, the viejos or the antepasados, they're, like, helping us out and building on the younger generation so we can take the torch and run with it i
1: like to think of swap as jazz we're like (laughs) jazz musicians right we're like we're classically trained we can play the bach and the brahms and the old school stuff but we also like to improvise a little bit yeah tear it up bebop around a little
2: bit just tear it up wherever we're at all right well what about can you tell me a favorite place that swap has taken you
1: yeah, so, you know, thankful and grateful and humbled and all that good stuff. Um, But Swap has, I've been fortunate that Swap has sent me all around the world, literally. Um, I've been able to go to Palestine to visit folks in the West Bank to learn about food systems. I've been able to go to Mexico, to Brazil, um, all over the country, grassroots communities all over the country, tribal communities all over the country. I can't really name a specific place, but like Swap has definitely invested in my personal and professional development in a way that I'll be forever grateful for because they're not um, experiences that I would have had otherwise you know I'm like a single the product of a single mother from the war zone like I, I have no business going to Palestine <laughs> or Brazil or whatever but Swap has invested in me in that way.
2: Heck Yeah, yeah just to kind of echo that it's been a blessing you know Swap's been taking me to conferences and stuff throughout the years I guess one place that stuck out was Boston for the Roots and Remedies. And because I think that was one of our biggest New Mexico crews that, for you know, sure. I've been a part of at a conference, sure. usually there's only like a handful of us. And we bring it, let's just be honest, like we come Who in hot, energy? we bring, bring the funk? Chile, we bring the spice of life. And so usually we got to hold it down, just a couple of us. But this time, I mean, we had people from the Pueblo Alliance, from Cesos. You know, we had a big delegation from just SWAP. I think La Placita was in the mix. The Asequia Association was there. And, you know, I think that stuck out because people could feel New Mexico hardcore. And I think everybody was talking about it, you know. Whoa, New Mexico brings it. And we want to go to New Mexico. And, you know, I think it was a powerful vibe that we rock Boston out. We rocked Boston <laughs> shit out. <laughs> that was pretty tight. So, yeah. Well, right on. What about who is someone from SWAP that you'll never forget?
1: Um, just to be real sappy, Joaquin saw us, um, and kind of took on this role as our surrogate dad, um, our movement dad. Taught us about organizing. Taught us about community. Taught us about what's important. Taught us how to organize in a way that maintains our integrity, uplifts our community, um, but also helps to take care of ourselves. You know, I think that's one of the things that Joaquin's really imparted to us is like, don't sacrifice yourself and don't sacrifice your kids, your family for the movement. There's ways to do this work that uplifts and upholds our community and our values in a, in a real way.
2: Yeah. And I would say the same person. I think that shows Joaquin's character and his, you know, how he brings it. But Joaquin Lujan has been like a father-like figure to me and Rodrigo. And, you know, uh, we're, we're blessed to have a mentor that strong and uh, he taught us that Chile is community organizing and that we just got to go do it, work hard, you know, puro jale, el campone, saca, you mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What you put in, you take out, you reap what you sow. And he taught us a good work ethic. And I think, you know, he'll be a part of my being and shaping who I am for the rest of my life. You know, so it's been an honor to be a part of that. For sure. Can we forget? Oh, man. <laughs> so. What's your favorite chant? I mean, you know, I'll be straight up honest, I think we probably should be a little more strategic in coming up with our, like, unique swap chance, you know, because I don't know how many we got on the back burner, but, <laughs> you know, I think one of my favorite chants is just, like, whose streets are streets, whose streets are streets, because it really reminds us, you know, I think every time I'm on UNM campus with Richard Moore, he's like, this is our university, and, you know, it, like, reminds us that these are our streets. Sometimes I feel like we're fighting and we're on the defensive, but thinking, you know, hey, you know, our community, our world, our land. And we stand up, you know, and take charge and rock out with that kind of vibe. But what about you, Rodrigo? What's your favorite chant?
1: Yeah, I wish we had more like unique ones, (laughs) but we do have some fun ones. Um, I always like the one that goes up, up with the workers. Yeah, yeah. Down with the bosses. Boom, Mm -hmm. boom. That's the one I like the most. Because then you can change all the words. Up, up with the people, yeah, yeah. Down,
2: down with the police, boom, boom. Yeah, we've been known to rock out some chants and some marches for sure. Grab some megaphones. Swap brings the energy. The half miler. We bring bring the funk. We bring the half miler. And the half miler. (laughs) (laughs) So what about, what do you think? What's your dream for Swap? What is your dream for Swap? Oh...
1: Um, My dream for Swap, uh, right now, if you asked me this a couple years ago, it would probably be a different answer, but right now I want—I really want for my daughter to grow up in a beloved community. Um, and Swap is really that for me. You know, I don't, like I said, I'm kind of a product of a single mom. A lot of my family lives other places. Um, so Swap is very definitely my chosen family, um, the folks who I spend most of my time with. You know, my daughter is is a big part of my life and um i definitely want her to have those experiences that i've had that other young people coming up in the organization have had in terms of like developing as a person as a leader as a revolutionary so that's my biggest hope my biggest dream for swap is that we continue to invest in young people in a way that is
2: dynamic and revolutionary heck yeah, all okay we won. I think mine's very similar. You know, I think the Southwest Organizing Project is almost like an incubator hatching all these cool ideas and and projects and, you know, Project Feed the Hood's one of them. But um, my dream would be, too, that we build capacity to where one day young people could think about food justice as a career, you know, and they're like, hey, I want to be a food justice organizer when I grow up or, you know, I want to want to make I want to ma- manage a community garden you know or I want to lead a youth crew to go farm it up with our elders or you know and so I think that's one of my dreams and also you know the southwest organizing project seems like it's a lot of responsibility for us and for the concept to really organize the southwest we're so huge I mean even us in New Mexico like it's hard to get up to Taos or it's hard to get down to Anthony or Las right. Cruces right. or out west you know and So if if we could maybe branch out and kind of harness the strength of the Southwest, like I think of our homies like TYLO, uh, Beans Not Bullets, like, you know, or uh, what are they called? Um, Just all the homies, you know. SWOO,
1: Poder. SWOO,
2: Poder. Like we're we're real strong and like to build on that network vibe. And we've been trying to work on like a youth, um, you know, food justice network in the Southwest. But I think that's where we can flex and kind of breathe body into is like strengthening our network across the Southwest and across the country and keep doing the work that we're doing, but build capacity to where we can employ more people and have the ladder like we talk about. So you can start as like a food justice intern and then maybe build into a career in the future, you know, but yeah. So what about, what do you think Swap's superpower is? This was a hardcore question for me. Swap superpower. (laughs) Um, Okay. I think swap is bulletproof. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And I think, you know, the Trump protest is a good example of that. You know, the city leadership pointed the finger at Swap and said that we started a riot, even though Donald Trump had been going around the country to different Latino communities, different people of color communities. You saw it in Chicago. You saw it in Southern California. Everywhere that dude went, these riots popped off. Uh, He was going into low-income communities of color and basically having KKK rallies, And so when he came to New Mexico, um, our first inclination was shut it down. Shut it down. The dude has no business here. And then the city leadership pointed the finger at Swap in the media and said that Swap started a riot. And so the way that folks came at us, the way that the administration of the city came at us... And SWAP is still standing. (laughs) We're probably a little stronger than we were three years ago.
2: Heck, yeah.
1: Um, And it feels like, you know, SWAP is this vehicle, it's this incubator, like you said, where folks can have those real conversations. Where we don't have to sugarcoat what we think. We can talk shit to to the police. We can talk shit about the police, about our elected officials. We can hold even progressive mayors like Tim Keller, we can hold them accountable in a way that other organizations can't because we're bulletproof.
2: Like Luke Cage. Wolverine. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, you know, I think we got the ability to fly too. you know, we're over here soaring and we always joke that we're building the plane while we're flying it. So I guess that implies that we're flying. So (laughs) the ability to fly high and bring our prayers and visions up top to kind of manifest them and rock them out and go anywhere. Let's go anywhere. Let's go.
1: So, well, that's going to wrap it up for our episode. Swap's 40th Anniversary Podcast is produced by Monica Brain and Marisol Archuleta.
2: We want to give a real special thanks to Antonio Maestas for the original music, Mikhail Gray for the logo yeah. design, our editors Amanda Gallegos Manders, yeah. Perla Garcia, and Kevin Kampa,
1: yeah. and to the
2: sponsors for this episode, The Praxis Project. Praxis. And the biggest shout-out goes out to all the Swapistas holding it down on the front lines for watering the grassroots, staying rooted in our community. Hasta la victoria siempre.
1: Celebrate our 40th birthday with us by becoming a monthly sustainer to Swap. Your money will not go to some non-profiteer to fly first class to a fancy board meeting, but it will go to send our youth organizers across state lines to share their expertise and to build power. Bottom line, your donations feed the grassroots, not the grass tops. So visit our website www.swap.net and click on the donate button.
2: Let's do it. Nos vemos mi gente. Viva la lucha y hasta la victoria.
1: Hasta la victoria siempre. Que viva